Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome After Buzzers. You're watching the after show for Queen Sugar, Season 4, Episode 6, By the Spit, where tonight we talk Nova and Octavia's book tour, Charlie Run for Office, and Blues Therapy. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Welcome back, Queen Sugar fans. We are in the house. We got Candy Marie back. We got Thelmy back. Oh my God, what's up? So good to see you. And, I, and I'm your host, Shaka Smith. Oh, what's up, guys? So glad to have everyone back. Oh, almost everyone back. Yes, yes. What's up is that Miss Thelmy? I am so happy to be <laughs> back. I Guys, I have been watching. I've been watching you guys. I've been watching the show. I've had so much to say, so I'm ready to jump in. Uh, yes, yeah. Yes. She was like, hey, was there a show last week? I didn't know. I said, no, we're good. We're we were good. all yeah. friendly. Like, what happened? Like, did we miss something? No. Yeah, so we're good. So almost a full panel, but we're going to hold it down. So we got it. Uh, but what uh, a great episode tonight. we got to get into our news later, our predictions. Our, of course, our Big Easy scene. If you guys are out there listening, our Big Easy scene is where we give you a little slice of cultural life in Louisiana, St. Joe's Parish. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that later. But we got to get our overall thoughts. What are your overall thoughts of um, this particular episode? You know what? Thelma, why don't we let you start? <laughs> you know, honestly, I think my overall thought for this episode was just a lot of people are attacking places and just kind of dealing with the reality. Hollywood said something that really stuck with me when he said, um, do you ever feel like tomorrow is for the others? And I feel like that's every single person. Like, every single character is kind of dealing with that. And from Anvai kind of, like, dealing with her past, but also it's, like, affecting her future, mm-hmm. to Nova, like, every single person. And it really, like, stuck with me. So I think this episode, underlining tone, is, like, are we about to fight? through where we are right now and are we going to just move forward and try to like be more present yeah Woo! come on (laughs) she came back with the heat right (laughs) yes oh my god great points um I think it was really, really uh, cool to see how each character is really fighting for their own that was it this episode and I even though I don't like Nova I appreciated how she stuck up for her family yeah. I appreciated that. Uh, Charlie, she's fighting. She's not going to go anywhere. She's going to earn the right to, uh, the votes of the people. Um, even Blue. To mm-hmm. see Blue fight through you know, everything that he's going That's through right. and going to therapy. I was really, really happy to see how much therapy was talked about in this issue. Yeah. So I would have to say the word fight is yeah. what came to mind. Yeah, same. And even Ralph Angel in that in those moments fighting as well. Fighting through. Yeah, it seemed to be that every character had a moment where they could either dig in or give up. Mm-hmm. And it looks like, for the most part, everyone decided to dig in. But um, let's get right into Nova and Octavia's book tour. Uh, <laughs> we we love Cree Summer. She's been <laughs> one, of, one of the interesting characters so far. Uh, what did you guys think? I mean, we always knew kind of Octavia at least like something sinister was going on but what did you guys think about that sort of I want to say it's like a generational divide where she's kind of paved the way Mm -hmm. but now someone else has stepped into her spotlight what did you think about how Octavia dealt with that well okay so there were three words that I wrote down about um, Octavia selfish old and bitter (laughs) and I think that uh, she is Dealing with the fact that she did sacrifice so much, but that was also a choice. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a choice for her to sacrifice the things that she did. And when you become a teacher, you become also a mentor. Yeah. So you can't necessarily get mad at Nova for making the choices that you didn't make. And also, I feel like for trying to put her down. I, I, I don't appreciate how manipulative and condescending that she was trying to make it seem like she was really like there to help Nova and really there to support her when she really had her own agenda. And I think mm. that that was something that we kind of felt, you know, when her character was first introduced. Yep. So yeah. it, it, it's I, I'm never a fan of anybody on. Um, using somebody um, and trying to get over on someone. So it, I, I'm happy that Nova, you know, got her out the way. Well, is there any validity to her belief? Like, tell me, do you believe that Nova should have been actually doing more to, to help her? Now, she should Nova have been introducing her to other people to say, look, you know, she should be writing the forward or writing the whole thing. Or you know, should she have been trying to give back as much as uh, it looks like professor, the professor believes she's given to her? That's that delicate line. And I think you just had some amazing points. But I think that Nova saying... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I've outgrown you is something that we all have to deal with in our lives. From family members to stages of life to even jobs, whatever it is, you have to come to that realization of what the things that you've outgrown. And I think that that change is very um, scary for a lot of people. But to see it head on, like Nova even said, like I've always had this inkling, like my intuition has always been telling me, but now I know it for for sure. But to your point and to your question about like if there is some validity to her point. I actually think that when she said to Nova, you know that you're not ready to write that kind of piece, there was a lot of truth to that. Because as talented as Nova is, there is some more work that she needs to do, and I think that she's going to come to that realization by herself, Mm -hmm. because she's going to realize, okay, there are loopholes in my knowledge that I kind of need to speak from a more of a position of strength um, than just my experiences. There's so much academia to what she's trying to accomplish, so I think there's some truth to that, for sure. And I gotta say, some of the descriptors you gave of the professor, I feel like at times you've given of Nova, being selfish and kind Mm -hmm. of just doing things that she wants. Because I always think a little little bit to the fact that, you know, she did kick down doors for Nova. She, you know, when she said something, you know, do you know how hard it was for me to be seen? Uh, For some reason, like, I feel like I felt that, where as a minority, there have been these rooms and spaces where it has been hard to be seen, and then you're kind of setting up the next person to not have that difficulty. So I wonder if there's a way that Nova should be honoring that. No, I think it was cool to see Nova get Novaed. Yes, right. <laughs> that, that, Nova, that is the best way to God, put a good job. Nova, no. I think that you attract the energy that you put out, and yeah. that's exactly what she attracted. She attracted somebody that was also selfish. It makes sense yeah. that that was her mentor. It yeah. makes sense to me, because the way that she even values family, when she said family members are biological accidents, come on. Now, like, seriously, sis, like, initially I was rooting for her, because I was, I, I was like, I cannot wait to see the moment where Octavia, she just comes in and she puts Nova in her place like when she said the line, uh, says the woman who threw her family under the bus. Yeah. Mm. She's been waiting to say that to Nova since day one. you know she read that book and was like, whoa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the thing yeah. is, for anyone who can come to your biggest stage yeah. and just tear you down, and mm. then just to turn around and, you know, kind of like, oh yeah, I just want to do that to get your attention, that's already a faulty person. Yeah. And that, that relationship is toxic. But also, for the amount of time that they had taken away from each other, I think 
it always happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think that Octavia is somebody who's honestly dealing with the reality of her um, of her success and like how her tenure is kind of like coming to an end yeah. I think she has to deal with that on her own yeah. I then, love that you said that uh, you attract you attract these people that you like so absolutely. that it made sense that she was your her, her mentor I think that's spot on oh yeah. my gosh and, and then great points oh my gosh it's so yeah. good to have you back <laughs> it's good yeah. to be back guys oh, go ahead please we love we love our family. Um, another another really really great point when Cree was, I'm sorry, Octavia. <laughs> yeah, Cree. When Octavia was having the conversation with, I believe, uh, I, I, I don't remember this character's name, and, and the character said that they're looking for fresh voices. Mm-hmm. Um, who, I'm trying to find the right way to articulate this, um, but I, I really hope and pray that, I know this is, is, isn't real, but for anybody who could resonate with Octavia's character, I hope, hope you find the value in the work that you have done. And I hope that you, um, I hope that this, uh, this message, I, I'm trying to figure out what I want to say with, I, I want it to come out correctly. Um, there are so many people, there are so many Octavias yeah. of yep. the world out yep. there yep. where they feel like they have not been given the credit that is due Mm -hmm. and um, I think what we're seeing is a lot of bitterness and I just really hope that um, that she's able to channel that bitterness into I guess a more positive way because you you could see the hurt on her face when she was told that they needed fresh faces Mm -hmm. and maybe you could write the what 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 before exactly Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still no, trying to figure it no, out. No, absolutely. But like you said, as a teacher or, you know, in a mentor position, you always want the people who come after you to be better in every way. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of your success is a tale to how well your students are doing. Mm-hmm. But I do think that you're right, that we're, especially in this generation of very forward-thinking women, sometimes we even see that playing out, on po- playing out in politics and the House mm-hmm. and all these different things where it's like some people are coming in with a lot of roar, mm-hmm. but you're standing on the shoulders of those who came before you. So there is some respect to be given in that sense. But I definitely think that it's more, especially because of the the nature of this relationship, Mm -hmm. it's not so black and white. Well, I think it it is black and white. But I I think, like Candy said, I think Octavia was selfish. She found a mentee who either already had those qualities or that got those qualities because she mentored her. And now she's getting back what she was putting out there in the world. I'm sure Octavia did something very similar to someone else that you know may have come before her. Right. You know, when and I think for me, I think Nova realized that she was going down that route, or maybe more like Octavia than she than she wanted to be, mm-hmm. until the point she said, you know, your family biological accidents. I think that triggered something for Nova that maybe this woman is not kind of where I want to be on the same wavelength. And how do we separate each other? But that's all you've been doing, Nova. Like, I feel like it's it's so great to see Nova, like, stare her future in the face a little bit. Yeah. To be Come like, on. this yeah. is who I could that's end up point. being. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, you did sacrifice. How dare you speak on Charlie and, and Vi? Look at the traumatic experience yeah. that they're going through because mm-hmm. of this. And now you're calling Charlie, talking about you're proud of her. Where was that proudness? Where was that fight? Where was that other part of Charlie in the book? Instead, you demonize her for your own, for your own glory and for your own success. Right. So, the, sorry. No, ahead. no. And the worst part is the message was lost in the crowd that she was Absolutely. in. So it became this sort of like salacious novel rather than, you know, I wanted to find out about this married guy you're sleeping with rather than what's the greater tone, like what's the greater story you're trying to tell. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, and whoo, this is a conversation. When, when, the, when the show first opened up and they gave her the good news about being shortlisted, the first thing I think of shortlisted my ass. <laughs> um, I think it's, it's cool to see um, 
she she's being shortlisted. She's being shortlisted because she's people are approaching her in ways that she doesn't necessarily know how to handle. Especially like when 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 I keep saying Cree, but Octavia, Octavia told her, you know, now you have to learn how to play the game. Yeah. You need to you need to understand the world that you're operating in. First of all, they don't give a damn about you. Yeah. Okay, they're gonna try and find ways to try and throw jabs at you, and you gotta actually be able to handle it. And it's cool to see her have to deal with it and how to handle it and now she's standing on this island by herself left to figure it out because your family they're not there anymore because you burnt that bridge you have these 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 people who are trying to suck the life out of you like um, Octavia and then you have all these people who have an opinion and they're asking the right questions that are going to make her think and hopefully that are going to make her go back and say you know what I need to go back to the thing that means the most to me, which is my family. Yeah, and, and what is really being true to myself. I think right. we all have, and I mean, I know it's happened in my life, but I think we all have moments where we believe we're being true to ourselves, and then we see it through to that moment, and we realize, wait a minute, I should have thought about this differently. There were other things to consider mm-hmm. than just, like, pushing forth this, pushing forth this truth. I love right. that you said I should have thought about it differently, yeah. because it's not even that you didn't take the time, you weren't thoughtful or thorough. Yeah. It's you didn't really see that different perspective, yeah. and I think that one thing that Nova has done this entire time is make decisions on other people's healness, other people's trauma. Mm-hmm. And I think that just, you know, like we talked about, just because you've gotten to a certain space in your life doesn't mean you can force that onto other people. And I think going back to the drawing board, she'll really realize how she might have done more harm than good in the reality of what she's doing. And, yeah. I also, and to your point, actually brings me back to what Octavia said. For somebody to tell you, I wiped the backwood off of you and all this. <laughs> like, literally, what did you think of her yeah. in that sense and her and her ability to think and her analysis? Yeah. No, that's not good enough. I mean, she never really thought anything of her. She just wanted to use her. She wanted to use her, you know, for sex. Let's be honest. I mean, this this was a young girl who looked up to you and not looked at you as her teacher, but you became her first. That was something else that was revealed. But there was something... There was something... True, there when she said, you know, you were the last student the, I never that even, I yeah. crossed the line. Yeah, so but they, she they shared have something. The line to begin with. That's that fair. line was not hers to cross. Well, okay. but, I, but even not even touching on that, I would say they they shared something genuine, and what we saw was the realization of and the ending of that genuine relationship. So I mean, so I I, I liked it, and I kind of liked that that emotion of knowing that they meant something to each other in a point in time, mm-hmm. but things have changed. Mm-hmm. But it was still selfish. I feel like it still had a, sel- a selfish oh, undertone yeah. I mean, to it. Oh, yeah, that's what Octavia is. Yeah, I think even, you know, if I can say even... I'm sure even in the time of that relationship, just in the dynamics of, of how they are, it was definitely something that Nova always had to live up to this construct of who she's supposed to be and all the things that I've invested in you. And she never could, I don't, I don't ever see her really being her full true self um, with Octavia because you really have to tiptoe around who she expects you to be. Mm. Hmm. I, I, mean, I, I almost want to go back and see the beginning because I almost, I almost feel like Nova approached Octavia she, and she, kicked and it she, off. Even I feel like Nova would, kicked this No, but that's fair, but I'm still saying like she yeah. did that because like you said she admires her yeah. and she has done all these great things even in, when Octavia first came in she was like I set you up to be an uh, to be an intellectual success and this is what you're doing you're writing tell all tale now like yeah. she told her yeah. that I set all these things up for you and what are you doing with it you're basically writing like a reality show yeah. but with 
a book form. Yeah. And it, it was nice, though, I will say, we haven't seen much restraint from Nova, but towards the end, Terrence actually looks like he the finally... The bartender? It looks like he got the cold <laughs> shoulder, because Nova has not shown <laughs> much restraint when it comes to um, those kind of relationships. But we don't want you guys to show restraint when it comes to giving our show some Please love. Please give us all the love. <laughs> hey, guys, we love you, and we thank you so much for making us the ESPN of TV talk. And as you know, we are on After Buzz dramas, but we have reality, we have sci-fi, we have everything you need. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button and go ahead and leave us a comment. Talk with us and we'll be definitely be sure to shout you out on our next show. So thank mm-hmm. you for always rocking with us. We love you and we'll see you soon. Yes, five stars and positive comments. So, <laughs> I'm hearing, Absolutely. hearing some things. But <laughs> let us get into Charlie's big run for office. Oh, uh, can we just have like a round of applause for Charlie? Yeah, right? Just yes, yes, Charlie. She's doing the thing, St. Joe. Yes, there we thank go. Thank you. <laughs> What part of this do we want to tackle when it comes to Charlie running for office? Um, there's so many things. So many and, and, things. I, and, I, and, I, and of course, I love Romero. <laughs> okay, can we just start with Romero? I mean, that's a great, yeah. like, that's a great place I to start. Wait, yeah, I think we will start with Romero. And I'm going to start here. With Romero and Charlie running for office, there's an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I want to know, because what I saw with them is the first hint of trouble in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just saw the way she dealt with him as a when she was running for office, I thought their dynamic changed. Did either of you catch that shift or no? Okay, so I wrote down in my notes, Romero, you're scaring me, or is he just scared? So I think that's all it is. I think his feelings are really growing for Charlie, and he doesn't want anything to happen to her. He knows what the people, especially the Landrys, are capable of, and and he he cares about her. He loves her, and he's been so supportive of her. Y'all know I've been Team Romero since day one, so I'm a whole Romero down, you know, (laughs) but I did get a little nervous initially when he said, you know, are you sure? But what man who cares about a woman isn't going to say that? Mm -hmm. You know what? I think I'm slowly coming on the team Romero. Do you know why? It's because she said something that was so important. She was like, how often do you meet a man? Or I've never met a man who doesn't take from me, instead adds to my life. And doesn't try to change me. Mm -hmm. So I think that was really important for me personally because in every relationship we've seen with Charlie, she's so much sacrificing so much of her integrity or herself to kind of like either like belittle herself to be with this person or doing too much or bending over backwards. The thing I like about Romero is that he's honest and direct, but not in a way where it's like pushy. Mm -hmm. It's a way where it's just a suggestion. So even in the moments where she's scared and they just threw a brick, throwing bricks really, but they just (laughs) threw a brick through her campaign, he... At that moment when she's ready to give up, even though she was, he was like, are you sure? He was the person who was like, but this is what they want you to do. They yeah. want to shake you up. Mm-hmm. So it's not in a way where he's like taking over. Like, I want to be a campaign manager. Yeah. I want to make it a thing. But he's very invested in the community as well. Mm-hmm. And, and I will say, I, I actually agree wholly with that analysis. And here's the tough part for me. Because I, I actually kind of, I definitely like Romero definitely this season for sure. And I like their dynamic together. I wonder if sometimes you finally get what you want, but you're so used to the other thing, you don't know how to handle it. Mm. And I I feel like Charlie might be... I don't want to... I feel like she might end up pushing him away because she doesn't know how to deal with this dynamic of someone who does just let her be. Someone who does just offer that comfort. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that she's learning how to be this person. You know, she's been married to this man all her life. You know, he was her first everything. He's all that she's ever known. And I think that through these other relationships with these men trying to change her, she was learning how to deal with those dynamics. And this is just another dynamic that she's learning. And 
I think it's very refreshing and very beautiful to see her fall in love and to see her be a little more gentle with him and not have to prove herself and not have to convince him. And I, I agree there's a certain type of patience that I feel with Romero's character. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's a breath of fresh air. It's a breath of fresh Remy air. Because Remy was not doing that. Remy was so pushy. He wasn't oh, yeah, doing yeah. it. He and, was really and like, I just, yeah. I, I want to continue to be Team Romero and Team Charlie. And I think that he is exactly what she needs at this time because rather than, than getting upset he's remaining calm because she needs that. She needs somebody that's going to keep her calm. And he's also very like, you know, like I said, very invested in hitting with the tacticals. Like, oh, you need to meet here and you need to do this. But I also think Micah's a really good judge of character. So to see how Micah's reacting and responding to Romero is also really telling. But I'm so happy to see the dynamic between their relationship because at the end of the day, like, even still, like, Davis is still being manipulative, still showing up. Like, that really Can just... Can we not say his name? Like, how dare you show up with this illegitimate child? Like, what is happening here? And you're trying to, like, you know, he's consistently still trying to use her. So yeah. to see Micah really step up, and at the end of the day, Romero can come and go, and so many of his kind can come and go, but that relationship between him and his mom, are, it's so critical. So I'm glad yeah. that that's kind of coming back together. Yeah, it's nice to see that they are... See, seems They've like they're on the healing path. Yeah. 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 And, and I have to say this about Micah. I have to take a little, this is just my opinion, but I think that he's still working on his judge of character because for some reason he's still Team Nova and I don't understand no. that. But well, he's, he's growing. Nova, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's going to realize it all. What, team Nova, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, Micah is. Micah, Micah. is still. Well, I, I think that the experience in that jail cell was so profound. It's still mm-hmm. family. Yeah. Um, that he, you know, when, once you have a connection like that in that moment and still <laughs> reaching for him as a young adult we're yeah. working on this judge of character but also you know, like I just, they think okay sorry I didn't even cut y'all off go ahead no, <laughs> no, but I just feel like also it's yet yeah, the emotional connection there but it's also I think something that we start to see over time right because a lot of times the person who looks like they're fighting is the person who's like hitting and you see the fight physically yeah. but the people who are doing the mental work and taking strategic moves sometimes it's harder to see the end goal because it's so much it's like you know it's it's delayed gratification and I think he's gonna come to start appreciating his mom from those moments of like look how many death threats you've gotten and like I haven't even said anything about it so when he starts seeing her win these battles with strategy he's gonna start to understand her a little more I think he just connects without Nova because she's yeah, you know really yeah. out there just like he is and that's the problem he's having with Kiki right now it's like you need to be more strategic in your responses. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and what do we think of candidate Charlie and the way she's dealing with the pastor and kind of bringing, um, I guess, the black and Latin community together in St. Joe? I, I appreciate how she's doing it because I think a lot of times we just need to understand that we're not that different. We have a lot of similarities, and I think that's what I think that approach that she took by going there, you know, going into the community. And I was like, "Look, Pastor Martinez is giving her everything that she needs. This is the first time I've seen you over here. Yeah. You have to earn my trust. If these are the same people that you said that you want to do right by and that you want to fight on behalf of, she has to be more involved in the community. Everything that he said, he was spot on, and I appreciate her being able to take on his um, challenge. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I love that they indicated, you know, something the pastor said. You know, we're all struggling here, but they're going to go ahead and cash the checks, you know, at the bank. Mm -hmm. So we as a community, the ones who are struggling, need to come together and, you know, do something about or do something so we actually have the sort of bargaining power that they have. Right. I think that he also, like, in that same sentiment he he touched on, and that's something I really love that the writers continue to do, just like larger macro issues where it's like, you know, 
I just feel like no one, if we're one of us is oppressed, we're all oppressed. So yeah. sometimes it's, we really start to divide with amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's also what something that he was speaking to, which is very true. Mm-hmm. So I was really happy to have him touch on that as well. So I'm excited to see how yeah. Charlie continues to grow. Yeah, and especially yeah. I think with a lot of storytelling in general, we focus on the struggle of a particular people, yeah. black people, Spanish mm-hmm. people, Asian people, uh, without realizing that we live in the same community. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all, well, yeah. it might be different ways, but we're all struggling with yeah. these same issues. And right. it's actually beneficial for us to kind of work together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of the one of my favorite highlights of the show. Yeah. Uh, but we got to talk about blues therapy, which I thought was you know sweet and touching, but also brought mm-hmm. up some really great um, elements about the way we look at therapy in the, I think the African American community. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you guys think about how they're handling? Um, tell me how they're handling the therapy as a family together. I just love how it's just crazy because, you know, from the moment we met Darla, I'll be the first one to say, like, I've just been, like, waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. So I'm really happy to see her prioritizing not only her mental health, but also blues and really pushing for it. For somebody like, you know, Ralph Angel, who deals with a lot of things internally, she's like, no, they can come to us. Like, I've done the research. Like, let's get this going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really important. And to hear blue you know, vocalize after his therapy, you know, oh, that's what you do for me, Pops. It's like those little battles, those little moments count because he mm-hmm. still sees you completely as his protector and his father. So right. I think that was very worth it. Right. Yeah. There were a lot of nuggets, uh, little gems that were dropped, um, I think, surrounding this topic. Acceptance takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, I really appreciated the group therapy with having his parents there. I thought that that was such a strong scene. Um, his future is more important than his past. Uh, Again, another really, really important one. Um, Everyone's family looks different. Most importantly, it's made up of people that love you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, um, reading the book together. You know, even having Darla and Ralph Angel just focus on his future. Mm -hmm. Again, you know, uh, so many, so many great gems. And just kind of even showing the resistance that we have as males or even black males to therapy. You know, when he asked her, you know, have you? He's like, yeah, I'll get to it or whatever. You can see he's resistant to it. But the only thing that got him there was it was for blue, really. Right. Um, but I, I think it's great to see that on screen and get that narrative and that conversation yeah. going. I just you also mentioned something, um Kenny mentioned something when we were watching the show, you were like, I really love seeing the side of Ralph Angel. Mm-hmm. And I think that Ralph Angel is so protective of Darla and Blue. You know, even when the therapist was like, What happened? He's like, Well, this is nope, I want to hear from him. Yeah. So I think just having those moments of just allowing him to break down a little more, I would really love to eventually, maybe not this season, maybe next yeah. season, see him and Darla in therapy together. Because, yeah. oh, you know, I'm team bring the family back well, together. Well, 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 I'm all about the family. You, There's that's well, what I'm, what no, I'm telling I'm, you, they I'm, can actually make it work. So make it work. No, that's I'm the about, best way to help can, Blue. Right. I think therapy to bring the family together is great. And I think we're going to see it the way <laughs> but, it's been happening. But, but, no, yeah, but. but. The trust The is family there. being together doesn't mean the two parents are married. The family being together means they're oh, co-parenting, you know, mm-hmm. responsibly in a way mm-hmm. that's good for the child. But, but you can still have, um, <laughs> you know, you can still have your girl. And you can, yeah, so. But, I mean, I would just argue, we'll leave yeah, this point, yeah, yeah, yeah. is just that the reason <laughs> they broke up is because of this secret. They were engaged, in love, ready to get married, whoa, and that's, whoa, whoa, that, right. nope, that's you. The reason they broke up was because of the secret? Yes, because, absolutely. yes, yes, you don't remember yes, that. yes, that's absolutely what but happened. But the secret was... <laughs> I had, I mean... No, no, no. I'm saying, you, I'm not saying that that's the total yeah, sum of why they broke up. It's the, yeah, yeah. it's the, um, it's the straw that broke the camel's back. What's the secret? Because they were engaged. They were in love. And her parents the, came in. Yeah. And no, I will tell you word for word. Her parents came in. They broke the secret. Did you tell him yet? And that's when everything unraveled it, from a, there. But the secret of the act of the things that I Which is fine. About, but now they yeah. have healed from that. You know, if we're sitting in family therapy, blue nose. Listen, by the next season, I need you to get it together. Okay, we're gonna I need a wedding. <laughs> so, <laughs> Team Ralph Angel. 
Darling. For better or worse. They didn't, uh, they didn't, um, so right after the Democratic Hollywood, Hollywood said that. Right after the Democratic debates, we'll have the Queen Sugar debates. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yes. They're going in on you in the chat. It says Shaka has amnesia. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I get what you're saying, but the, to me, no, that's I, not I, what a lie. Like, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, you just mean like that was not the reason. That's yeah. just like that's just it's a, it's a trail of, of trust. Yeah, yes, exactly. you, the trust is broken, yeah. but it's coming back. I mean, I would argue. <laughs> I, I think so, but I think and you say this all the time. I think Deja would have something to say about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I like her. I like yeah. Deja. She's nice. Deja, yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah, Deja. She's nice. Deja. Uh, but there were um, a few beautiful moments that I just wanted to highlight. I loved when they had the conversation between Ralph Angel and Hollywood. A lot of times you don't see the men supporting one another. and sometimes It's just great when they give us these moments of like black men having real conversations and connecting. Mm-hmm. I don't think we see that enough in the community. Definitely not portrayed on TV all the time. So I just want to find, what did you guys think about that scene? Did it like resonate with you guys as well? I just think that Hollywood is on is, is coming to his breaking point. Yeah. Um, it's he's really trying to be there for a while. I don't think that it's going to happen right now. Yeah. I just think that eventually um, it's going to become hard because I think yeah because just getting the motorcycle was just a that huge. A, she got the man on the that motorcycle. That was a huge like red flag for me just mentally. <laughs> like I don't know me personally. I just feel like if you get a motorcycle, like what do you have to live for? Like get, get it together. And, but yeah. that's my personal okay. opinion. Don't don't judge me. No 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 <laughs> no. no. It's just a little scary for me. What's a red flag when something's changed in a relationship and now you gotta... Exactly, and you're consistently playing catch-up, especially when you know that you've exhausted all of your options in terms of how to be there for that Mm -hmm. person. So I think him allowing her to, you know, to take space and so on and so forth, that's fantastic, but it will take a toll. At some point, he's always like, yeah. I think that was a great point, but I I have to, I beg to differ, I beg to differ. I think that what this episode is showing, especially Hollywood and Vice Dynamic, they're showing us... um, how how you have to work in marriages. I think that for so long, especially um, in this century that we're, I'm sorry, not century, this decade that we're living in right now, um, so many people, they they go through the thing, what they're going through and they break up and they yeah. get divorced. Like, the divorce rate is so high. But I appreciate the art of them showing us what it looks like to actually work through your, your issues That's in your right. marriage. Also, he said know. this, he said, no, okay, no, no, first no, 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 of all, no, 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 go ahead, go ahead, no, no, let me, no, let me you, finish. You, you have a great I point, think, go ahead. I think, I think that this is refreshing and people need to see that, yeah, your, your marriage isn't supposed to be perfect. You're going to go through your ups and downs for for better or for worse. You know, um, you know, like he's he's showing her that he supports her. I think he got the motorcycle because again, that was another way of him trying to support her. You know, they hadn't really had the conversation because she hadn't gotten to the point where she could express to him what was really going on. So he first thing he thought was, you know what, let me do something to spice things up. I don't I, think that he's, don't... he's about to hit a breaking point. I just think that we see two people that are newlyweds that are trying to work through their issues and they're learning how to properly articulate their issues to each other. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's a wonderful I, point. Go ahead. I, I would say we... we we're always seeing Hollywood support Vi, always constantly. And then when he needed support, or he went off on his own, so she didn't get the chance to kind of be there for him. You know, he went with his wife, ex-wife. When when he went on, when he was on the ship for yeah, yeah that's, that's the, the, dealing yeah. with his ex-wife. And so she didn't get the chance to support him. But Hollywood's kind of like when you feel it when you're pouring out support on someone. So even though she missed it, she didn't get to pour out that support. And I think it's going to take the toll. I think we don't think about the way he feels as a person about himself. And so when when she, he's dealing with all of this, and now in the bedroom things have stopped. As a man, he's probably very diminished mentally, and so he—I don't think he got that motorcycle. I I think he got it to 
get his own confidence up so that he can feel better about himself. And so I think we're going to lead, we might get a cycle of resentment when you start, your self-worth is being questioned by like by yourself because of her actions, but you're trying to support her and be the best I you think, can be. I don't think it has anything to do with that. I, I sincerely think that she is, he, he sees what's happening. He sees how much this man has, has damaged her and has broken her, and he's trying to be supportive to help her get through it. She's got a lot going on. She has lupus. You know, she's trying to run this business. She's trying to feel sexy about being an older woman. You know, she's trying to work through um, the trauma of Jimmy Dale. And I think that literally this, unfortunately, this is, you know, a season that Vi is going through and she's trying to work through. And Hollywood is there to support her. Yeah. But Tishaka's point, I just, uh, at Tishaka's point is like, there will be, I agree with you completely, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying like, there will be a moment because you're just a human being where it's like, I'm not enough. Because it's like when Jimmy Dale came, in every situation, Hollywood, even with the Burris restaurant, how did it happen? Even with having to convince you to take my name, even with having to convince Hollywood's you to marry me, let me, let me you know, no, 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 I'm not taking away from Hollywood. I'm not saying that he's going to break now. I just think that over time, little things will make him start to question himself. Big things I like think no sex. Okay. Oh my goodness. We're, we're <laughs> no. They have great sex. But also, no, like, this no, is sex so isn't everything, thing. though. I think that. I no, I think. Okay. So to Shaka's point, that's all I'm saying. It's just little by little, he might have that feeling of "Am I enough?" Because yeah. even when Jimmy Dale came, I've come. I've done this, and I think when she said I need space, and he admitted that he was like, "From me?" I said, like, "Yeah, from you too." I thought Can that was really strong. You're not about I'm the same. But you, I, no, 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 no. I, I think it's really strong, and I agree. Yeah. But to your point, mm-hmm. I think that it's critical for us to see marriages because of things course, don't yeah. last forty years. Just, and I think streaks without sex or whatever is going on, they need to be able, like he said, for better or for worse. So they're gonna have to work through it, and I think maybe taking a break will give us a chance to dive into Hollywood's story a little more, so mm-hmm. we can see like what he's dealing with and. Like, some space might be good for him to kind of be more of a whole person versus, like, t- finding yeah, his I identity agree. in that. No on sex space, and a motorcycle. The, the alarms the are blaring. Are blaring. Are you guys listen. I need y'all to wait on the chat. Help us out because these two are driving me crazy right now. Well, listen, get, I'm well, Switzerland. <laughs> well, we do have a little bit of Queen Sugar news, so let's take us into that ah, right now. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I have some great news, and this is you know, it's great that we're talking about um, lupus mm-hmm. because Ava DuVernay has revealed that she has lupus mm-hmm. and she has actually used Vi's character to show you that you can live and that you can battle through it. Um, she she said, uh, you know, earlier this month at the Essence Festival is when she actually came out and she revealed this to um, the audience. And she said, and I'm reading this information from AtlantaBlackStar.com. Uh, it says that uh, the lupus found Foundation reports that there are 1.5 million people in the United States that have a form of, form of lupus, and at least 5 million people around the globe suffer from it. Um, Ava DuVernay said, I have lupus, and that's why I put it in Queen Sugar. I've been in remission for 20 years, but I did want to make sure that we create spaces to talk about it. We wanted to really give that chronic illness to Vi and show you can live and you can battle through it. You can continue to thrive, but you have to manage it. It's something I've been able to manage and live with and thrive, she added. It's really given me strength in a lot of different ways, and hopefully her character going through this as well can also help people and know that they can do the same. So big props to Ava DuVernay. I love it. Okay. Also, um, I want to talk about how Queen Sugar uh, has warned us, especially season four, has warned us about the power of narrative authority.
party. Um, it says, and I'm reading directly from the source, the source is fansided.com. It says, in the season four premiere of Owns Queen Sugar, Nova Bordelone's first words are a lament. I have a secret. Nova's spiritually in tune activist, journalist, and eldest sibling has finally finished her book, and she sits in front of a panel. You know, so they kind of explain that moment. They kind of go a little bit more into detail. And they really, really, in this article, they really, really go in and talk about how, you know, narrative authority is is very, very important. It's a really, really long, really, really good article. Um, again, you guys can check it out on fansided.com. I know we don't have a whole lot of time, but it's a really, really great article, and I think it's something that a lot of our viewers can really take something away from. That's awesome. awesome. Well, thank, thank you, you. Kendi. Yeah, good news. That's Hit really, us with no, the real news. Yeah. yeah. Ava's that was, amazing. That was really powerful to know, like, to know about Ava, because mm-hmm. it just kind of brings things back to how it's so important to have these spaces to tell our stories, you yeah. know, and to know that she's suffering from it as well, or actually surviving and conquering it every day, and I'm not saying suffering yeah. from it. That's yeah. that's very, very great to know. And we do have our rapid-fire predictions that are running out of time. predictions. So let's just go for, like, everyone. Let's give us your rapid-fire prediction for... Rapid-fire uh, prediction. Yeah. I think everything, for me, at the end was kind of centered around what was going on with Envi, because I think a lot of times we feel like we've gone... We were over these traumatic things that happen in our life, and it just takes one cent, one moment, one song, go on everything to kind of take you back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm, I'm really happy to see her be honest about that. And I'm looking forward to how she's going to come out of it stronger. So I really feel like, you know, I have to have that conversation with her doctor. Um, I think that she's really going to start to unpack things that maybe she has shelved away and be like, okay, what well, is a new? She's like kind of going to a new life. I'm really excited to see her kind of unpack that. So I think there might be another conversation with her and Jimmy Dale, but this time from a position of complete, um, like strength and so, like and and um, and knowing of who she is. You know, and she's not going to be as surprised because she was thrown off last time. Yeah, and thank you for saying that, sis, because I think we all would love to see uh, Vi take her power back. That's right. That would be such a moment. So, writers, we yeah. would love to see I, that. There has to be another confrontation. It has to be. I, I'm a little uh, nervous about seeing it, but I agree. It has to be. Um, so, I'm going to talk about a character that we often uh, overlook, Prosper. It was such a breath <laughs> of fresh air to see Prosper um, introduced uh, and, and us introduced to Genevieve's, Genevieve's character. So, we've heard about her character in the past so it's so great to see those two together so I'm hoping that a lot of love comes from um, that situation I put a smiley face next to Genevieve's name um, also I really really want to see um, uh, Charlie kick ass and take names when it comes yeah. to being councilman uh, board alone so I'm, I'm really hoping that we see some victories uh, with this and and I think I've already probably telegraphed my prediction, but I, I think that we're going to see Vi and Hollywood have more trouble than we would like them to see. Just no sex, motorcycle, not a good sign. <laughs> so we have Such our big we have our big easy scene, guys. But we are out of time, so we're going to give you a special big easy scene segment next week. But as always, guys, thank you for joining us. My name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. Hey guys, it's Miss Candy Marie. You can find me on Instagram at Miss Candy Marie and on Twitter at Sweet Candor TV. Hey guys, it's Thelma and Bazeway Daniel. You you can catch me on Instagram at Thelmy. Thank you. See you next week. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.